Hello, it's Wednesday and it's time for Pop and Politics. We are talking about the latest in hot topics, news, and entertainment. I'm KJ and let me introduce you to my co-hosts. We have Shelly E, Yana, P, Colleen, and the special guest host tonight is Marquita Bushrod. Marquita is running for state delegate in District 28 in Charles County, Maryland. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Good. Thank you so I much for joining Marquita. Yes, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Before I get really into the show, can you talk about uh, just some of the major issues that you are tackling in your uh, district? Absolutely. So my platform is focused on uh, education, making sure that, you know, schools are transparent and accountable uh, to parents and students. Um, and if they are not allowing parents to have school choice um, so that their students can get the education that they feel is appropriate. Um, I'm also an advocate for supporting small business and small business infrastructure uh, here in Charles County. Um, if you look across the county, there are, you know, areas that look vastly different. Um, and I'm interested in making sure that, you know, things are equitable across the board for business owners all throughout the county. Um, I'm also an advocate for uh, lower taxes for homeowners. Um, there is a surplus of money. And I feel as though, you know, gas tax was recently raised um, due to delegates. They're currently in the seat that I'm that I would like to take over. Um, so I feel like it, the best interest of the county residents is not being taken into account. Um, and so helping homeowners and businesses is, is, is huge for me. Um, additionally, I'm an advocate for protecting our gun rights uh, in Maryland and honestly, just nationally, period. So um, those are some of the uh, major points of my platform. Awesome. Excellent. Well, everything you said sounds like music to my ears. So definitely we are excited about your candidacy. And is there anything that you would like to share with the viewers as far as uh, its assistance you may need or uh, any volunteer opportunities? Please share with us. Absolutely. Um, well, first off, my information, uh, I can be reached at votebushrod.com. Uh, uh, my Facebook is also votebushrod and my Instagram is votebushrod for delegate. Um, I'm in need of all of the above. Um, absolutely. Uh, volunteers would be helpful. I'm actually going out uh, to do some door knocking tomorrow, um, but there will be other opportunities for that as well. So if folks can help out there. Um, I, me and actually Michelle Talkington, who was previously on your show, we're running our campaign, uh, uh, you know, neck and neck with each other, uh, running things together. So my volunteers are her volunteers. So our platforms are quite similar. So yeah, we're, we're making this a team effort. Um, so if you're helping me, you're absolutely helping her as well. And I would say absolutely donations. Um, and I will take a famous movie quote. We'll take the kind that jingles, but child, we need the kind that folds. So please, please feel free to donate and you can find all the information on votebushrod.com. Vote, vote Excellent. All right, well, we will continue all to right. share. All right, I met you two at the, um, the MCM uh, mm -hmm. launching party. Okay, I'm like, yes. Right. <laughs> yes, so we will continue to share uh, your information, definitely uh, promote you and put you out there on our social platforms and website, because uh, your your issues, the major issues that you talked about just in that little bit of time tonight are very important issues and things that a lot of Marylanders all over Maryland really uh, would, would are hold dear. So thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. 
Absolutely. Uh, so as I always say, uh, join the conversation, guys, by leaving a comment on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We will check the comments periodically throughout the show. And don't just comment, subscribe. Subscribe to our social media so you always know when we post new content. Also, if you like independent media and want to support what we do, donate. Any amount is appreciated. Uh, check us out on our website at www.metroconservativemedia.com for up-to-date information. We are a necessary voice in news and entertainment. All right, ladies, it's time to set it off. Um, what's this, the first week in October? We just got kind of cool. How's everybody doing tonight? I just want to get a temperature check with you ladies. I love it. I love the weather. I'm tired of the rain. This is too much. And cold. Oh. Yeah, well, Kylie, you Florida. Yeah. Yeah. How's it down in Florida? Well, you guys just had that hurricane, but you didn't get affected by that in your area. Is that right? We can't hear you. Oh. We can't you hear you. Oh, sorry. I'm oh. in Trump country, so I'm far away from any water. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into it, ladies. We want to start off tonight with our first topic, cultural appropriation. Uh, I want you guys to take a look at this clip and then let's respond. This is clip number one. All right. One second. Uh, Kim Kardashian is part Armenian. Is it okay for her to wear cornrows? I personally think that it depends on what boundaries that culture has set. So I can speak for black culture. The reason why, you know, some of us are offended and have problems with white women wearing braids is because it's documented. Black women are getting fired from their jobs for wearing braids. We are called ghetto. We are not seen as professional with our natural cultural hairstyles that are part of black culture. And then when white women wear them, they are glorified, praised, and even sometimes have the credit attributed to them. So that discrepancy is what where the issue comes into play. If I could respond to that, I think you can speak for yourself as an individual as far as whether or not you are offended by something, but you can't speak on behalf of the entire black culture. There are plenty of black people who watched what Kim Kardashian did and thought the braids looked absolutely fine. And again, I do think imitating is flattery. She didn't step up and say that she's invented the hairstyle. If people attribute that to her, that's something that you do on an individual basis. I feel like it's important to understand the difference between imitating and actually appropriating. So imitating is like, you like my nails, you go do it, you copy it. Imitating, you like my shoes, buy the same shoes. Sure. Appropriating is when you are copying something of a culture that is not yours and you are, it's inappropriate. You are disrespecting the boundary that that culture has set. If I copied your shoes tomorrow because I like them, would that not be appropriation? I have not set a boundary against All right. So um, this has been a hot topic for the last couple of years, uh, especially within Black America. Uh, different takes on it. I think overall um, in Black America, and again, I'm not trying to speak for Black America, but a, a lot of consensus is cultural appropriation is a thing. Um, but what I want to talk about tonight is, should it be a thing? And so I want to start off with you, Shelly. Uh, well, she, read the she read the definition of cultural appropriation, which is pretty pretty sound. What are your thoughts there? 
That's my thought. My thought is this is a bunch of Bravo Sierra. These black people, let me say this before I even say that. Look at her. She's not even wearing her own hair. So who is she appropriating? All right. All right. I'm um, so angry, Shelly. Because <laughs> I'm sick of this foolishness. This is what, this is what <laughs> some black people focus on. This becomes news and, you know, takes off trends. It trends everywhere. And it's foolishness. All right. Okay. What, do you agree with that, T, since you spoke up? Um, what are your thoughts on corporal, cultural appropriation in the clip that we just saw? Who do you agree with there? Um, they both have points. They both they both have, have fair points. Um, I understand that, you know, what the girl with the braids was saying about in the workplace is not acceptable, but, you know, there it's becoming more acceptable now but it there was a time that it wasn't acceptable for women to black women to wear the braids and that's like growing hair however um i had i get the point that shelly said even because there are a lot of black people that wear weaves and blonde hair and that's not our our natural hair i mean typically it's not our natural hair so is that appropriation as well because it's straight hair so um you know i see both sides of the coin okay uh, I want to get your thoughts on this, Yana. What are your thoughts on the clip? Who did you agree with in, in that clip? Well, first of all, I, I it was curious, interesting for me, a curious, weird for me to hear uh, Dr. Phil say Kim Kardashian is part Armenian. Can she wear the braids? What does being half Armenian have to do with that? <laughs> like, and um, second, I'm actually, but him saying that made me think of something if uh, somebody googles uzbekistan braids right now and see what comes up you might be surprised to see uh the traditional hairstyle of people of uzbekistan mm -hmm. which are and, and, and braids, small braids that are very similar to what um Kim Kardashian was wearing. And so, so just so people may not know, where is Uzbekistan? Where? It's in Central Asia. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, so, I mean, it's just silliness. It's hair. It's like, I can do So you're saying that these people, these South Asian people are the ones who originated braids? What, what exactly are you no, saying? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, uh, you know, when everybody is saying that braids, that hairstyle is like only universal. African. It's universal. Right. <laughs> like, right. That's what it's I'm saying. Like, every culture, every culture has had braids. Hold on. I want to go back to that point. So that's, so all, yeah. that, that's what was my whole, you know, that's what I thought. So first of all, it's not just African. Second of all, people can wear whatever hairstyle they want. Mm -hmm. Colleen, what, I want to get you into this. Um, you're all, you're always the young one out of the group of us. And, um, you know, this is sort of a young uh, thing right now where a lot of young people are wearing braids. And now it is becoming more of a trend for uh, people of non-African descent to wear these types of styles. What are you, what are your thoughts on this? Who did you agree with in the Dr. Phil episode? Yeah, I mean, so I love Amala Ekbenobi so much. I, she's, she's so great. I mean, she is really just, she's really doing it for Gen Z. I'm really proud of her. Um, and she did a great job on the show. They had Will Witt on the show as well. Um, I definitely like DVR this episode because I like whenever I find out that Prager you or they had Matt Walsh on Dr. Phil recently too. 
Um, Dr. Phil's actually been having a lot of good people on his show recently because um, you can kind of tell he wants to hear both sides. Um, so I think that the cultural appropriation thing is kind of silly because like T said, like I'll see like Nicki Minaj wearing like blonde wigs and I'm like, you know, but it doesn't bother me. Like I'm not upset by it, you know? So, but it's like, why is that? Why is that okay? You know? Mm -hmm. So. What are your what are your thoughts on this, Marquita? Uh, you saw the clip. Who would you mm -hmm. agree with in, in that clip and why? Listen, I'm going to agree with Shelly and what the other, a lot of the other ladies have already said. Um, number one, this world is a melting pot. We've all stolen something from someone else. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Who cares? I, I don't see why this is such a big topic. Um, you can wear braids, if it, blonde wigs, that was mentioned. People are doing whatever they wanna do. If you wake up in the morning and you feel like that's how you wanna look, that's what you're gonna do. Now, to the point that was made earlier about pos the potential of possibly disrespecting a culture, um, I mean, I don't know who you're supposed to ask for permission to, to, to rock braids. I don't know who's supposed to speak for the, the black population. Well, they could speak, but they wouldn't be speaking for me. So even if there was someone to ask, who, who, who is signing off on, on these things? It's just silliness. People should be able to do what they want to do. Um, and, and I will leave it at that. Now, let me, um, oh, it's a feedback. It sounds like a dinosaur. <laughs> One second. Well, all right, that's if better. You guys can mute yourself. I don't know who is not muted, but just. Yeah, so I want to make one sticking point because I, 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 oops, there it is. Let me see. Okay, that's better. Okay. Um, I did look up the definition of cultural appropriation, and there's multiple types as far as the Britannica, Brit Britannica, the Britannica de definition. There's multiple types, and one that kind of I did kind of see the I could understand why people would get upset is when a member of a majority group adopting an element of minority culture without consequences, while members of the minority group face backlash for that same cultural element is cultural appropriation. So they use the example, dreadlocks have long been associated with black culture, though it's easy to find non-black people wearing the style. Historically though, black people have faced discrimination for wearing traditionally black hairstyles including locks, froze, things like that. Uh, black people with locks have been barred from walking at high school graduations, denied jobs, wrongfully associated with drug use, and other otherwise discriminated against. As a, um, and then black people face consequences for wearing dreadlocks that non-black people have not in the past. And I've, I've kind of seen that. I have seen that where, uh, you know, if, if, if someone with from African descent, you know, wears the dreadlocks or wears their hair a certain way, it's taken one way. But then, if someone else of non-African descent would wear it, then it's look it's it's seen as okay. What are you? What are your thoughts on that part? Okay, mm -hmm. I have a thought on that. Um, if you take what you were saying, like some of the cultural aspects with the the drug culture, whatever, it has nothing to do with the dreadlocks. I would call it cultural abomination. That's what it is. The drugs, the, the street gangs calling everybody's niggas and bitches and, and whatever. That's cultural abomination. Has nothing to do with the dreadlocks or if you want to wear a blonde wig. That's not that. People who wear blonde wigs or whatever, they, they can act 
appropriately in, in, in uh, civil society. And from a, another perspective, you're talking about the lower classes. Well, guess what? People in the lower classes, and I'm going to use that as, a, as broadly as I can, because there are a lot of people who don't make anywhere near as much as the Kardashians, but we damn sure imitate them. Who? Who imitates the Kardashians? Like I'm talking about the culture, cultural, a cultural perspective. People, what people culture? try to. Yeah, I'm not talking about anyone individually. I'm just saying broadly speaking. Yeah, but I, that's what I'm asking you. Broadly speaking, who who acts like the Kardashians? I think they act like other people dress people dress like her, and in, in the and they have they're not even in her social class. But the, I'm talking about if you take a classes class perspective from upper and lower class, responding to what KJ was saying, there are people who are not in her class and may never be, but they will go out and try to look like her, act like her, wear the same kind of clothing in that class. So it's up and down the social ladder. So well, I can definitely say that Kardashians have, you know, uh, taken different uh, different styles. I mean, they are known to have taken styles from different right. cultures, different right. uh, people. Um, you know, it's not even a, it's not even just cultures. You know, they talk yeah, about and it's not even cultures. It's taking black men. <laughs> They've taken black men, and now I mean, now they're all one by one going to white. Screw them up. So, <laughs> look at Kanye. <laughs> After they mess them up, they want to. Yeah, look at Lamar. Oh my God, what's going on? Yeah, Can I just respond to Kate's question about the like the difference between white? I mean, that's a very broad statement. What you just read. I mean, you can't blame. Basically, what what the what the statement is saying is that there is discrimination based on race. So basically, they're just being discriminated because the person is not white. That's what the statement is saying, yeah, regardless of what the hairstyle is. However, no, no, no. It specifically is talking about different uh, uh, policies that people, companies, even in the military. But like if they have a policy against dreadlocks, would that not apply to a white person? It uh, would, but there's a majority of people from the black culture that wear them. So okay, you're- Okay, but, but the, the, the implementation, it's still, you know, it's not like a white person is gonna go and say, well, I'm gonna wear it cause you know, it's okay for me cause you guys don't mind it. Like, I mean, <laughs> Like if it's like a graduation or something and they say, you know, you can't wear dreadlocks. I'm sure a white person with dreadlocks is not going to be able to go on that graduation either. Uh, um, I'm going to be stereotyp stereotypical here and say that most times it depends on the job, unless it's like a bartender or something. But most times white people who are wearing dreads, they're not going to be in a corporate corporate situation anyway. They're not going to mm -hmm. work a corporate job. So it's going to be acceptable in that industry that they're in. But a black person who wants to wear dress in a corporate situation is probably not going to be as acceptable. But that's because of the hairstyle. I mean, what if a white person in a corporate so are you saying that a white person in a corporate setting would be accepted with dreadlocks? Is that what you're saying? Probably not. I mean, that's yeah, that's the point. Probably not. I doubt it, but the likelihood of them being in a corporate setting, I mean, I've been in corporate America for quite some time now. I will say there have been quite a few of my, you know, black brothers and sisters that have worn locks and have been, I don't care how many degrees they have, they've been shunned for it and told maybe you should do something different with your hair. I just so it's so basically the corporate America doesn't like dreadlocks regardless of who's wearing it. 
I've general, not seen anyone other than someone right. of black descent wear them. So I, I can't answer that. Yeah, we wouldn't yeah. be able to tell. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, most times it's not, and you would it would be someone of African descent wearing them. Uh, now, I think it's <laughs> unless you're Monica. <laughs> oh, it's what you say? Oh, okay. unless you're Monica. What, what I was literally just trying to think. Wait, who, I was going to say who, that. I was going to bring up. Uh, I'm like, who can I think of that? Right, right. Oh, Monica's yeah. Cameron. That's right. the only That's one I think, think of. of. And she I don't did trust her anyway. Right, she did have dreadlocks. Um, so it's just something to think about. I mean, but Yana did bring up a good point. You know, yes. it is that if 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 the policy is anyone who wear dreadlocks are not you know uh, encouraged by anyone then I guess it's just the outcome is automatically most black people would be the ones wearing them. And so that's why people take issue with it, but it has become much more acceptable. I mean, I'm in corporate America. I have dreadlocks um, and, and I don't get any issue. Uh, Shelly has them as well. So um, I always said, it's just a way, you know, how you wear them. They, some people just, they want you to have a neat hair, whether it's dreadlocks, whether it's, you know, Afro braids, Straight hair, you know, they just wanted to look neat. So, look, can I say beards, this? Okay? In right? some ways, in some ways, how far back are we going to take this? Because this is what I think. In some ways, we are all cultural appropriators. Guess what? We didn't come out the womb wearing the stuff that we have on. Okay, so if we want to take it, how far back are we going to go? Because we should all be walking around ass out then, right now. Yeah, right. there's nothing new under the sun, and that's what I was getting at earlier. We're all a melting pot at this point. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Wait, what are you talking about? Clothes? Like clothes is cultural appropriation? What what's your, how what's far your back point? do you want to take it? Because it can keep going far back. So yeah, basically, yes. Who in the very in the very basic, the basic sense, we are all appropriators. I mean, suits, uh, the types of dress, the type of dresses that we wear, the type of jewelry. I mean, we picked it up from from somewhere. I mean, if you uh, go to the museum, you'll see like jewelry that was made in the past, like in B in the BC era, that looks like what we're wearing. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, we we learned it from like Egyptians. You know, they made some beautiful jewelry, or then from the Italians. And and that's why I say I'm of the Queen of Sheba's line. When I say that, people laugh at me, but I'm serious. <laughs> now, what about you guys mentioned that you know, Egyptians and things like that? What about when you know a member of a majority group uh, oversimplifies the culture of a minority group by um, wearing something of theirs that's considered sacred or specific to that that group? So, for instance, uh, you know it's been the Cleveland Indians baseball team. They formed in 1915. Um, the Cleveland Plain Dealer newspaper wrote, "There will be no real Indians on the roster, but the name will recall fine traditions." So that's been like a big thing. So people are trying to, you know, stop these uh, baseball teams or these sporting teams from from wearing the headdresses or as, as mascots and things like that. Uh, do you guys take issue with that? These things as actual indigenous cultures, products of actual indigenous cultures. I think that that falls on along a different line though, because we we're talking about cultural cultural appropriation versus something that may be considered disrespectful too. Um, a certain, you know, group of people. 
So I think right. that's a, it. Draws it. It's a different. It's a fine line. It's it's well, very different. Uh, I have a. I, you know that we take a lot of. For example, we take a lot of um, like our heroes, or you know, we take uh, inspiration from like ancient Greece, for example. Like we talk about Zeus or Thor. You know, Thor is considered like the strong god. He was a, a god, and now it's it's a character somewhere in in stories, and so. And we take. Can you oh, turn from, me down a little bit, like to five? Sorry. What? <laughs> okay, and uh, <laughs> then we also take, you know, from like the Roman Empire, you know, we take the Cupid for for you know um, Valentine's Day. Like these were actually like sacred characters for at some point. They and, were. These are yeah. fictional. Fictional. No, before Christianity, they were real gods for somebody for i mean for you know the roman empire uh, during the the pagan times uh you know aphrodite the, the goddess of love you know and we use we use them in our culture all the time like think about halloween like we can dress up as like greek gods who holds zeus and no 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 we don't that's what i'm saying we don't we use we use that that tradition that at some point to some people was uh you know sacred and maybe still sacred maybe some people still believe in it you know Look, there's wear what you want jewelry clothing hairstyles this is america if you pay for it you can wear it all right well we do have to move on with on that note um but again uh continue the conversation by commenting on facebook youtube or twitter and share this broadcast um, the more you share, the more people get no more people see this, and it does grow our audience. So definitely share, 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 and subscribe if you haven't already subscribed. Uh, let me see here. Let's see, look at some of the comments we have. Uh, so uh, I have here. Uh, oh, uh, Ricky Bushrod. Uh, so he says, Shelly is right. Look at her clothing line." All right. Yep, that's true. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we have uh, uh, Chad says Caucasian women build butts. Is that cultural appropriation? Oh, I guess he's talking about uh, the BBWs. Um, is it called BBW? Yeah, Caucasian women build them and a whole lot of black women buy them. Thank you, Shelly. You about to say, because I've had a butt all my life and it was never popular until recently. Right. And now everybody and a whole lot of other people buy them. Thank you. I it's was gluteal appropriation. Exactly. appropriation. Thank you. Nobody wants to have that conversation, though. They're not ready for that one. Yeah. Right. Uh, we have here That's Tatiana. Greek and Roman gods will absolutely will were absolutely sacred in the Roman <sighs> Empire before Christianity. Yeah, I do. I understand that, but they aren't anymore. Uh you I never mean, know. I mean, you know how many pagans out there in the world? I mean, they're coming back too. There's, it's a whole movement. <laughs> All right. So uh, we will continue to check the comments throughout the program. So now we are moving on to our pop off round. Uh, so this is our pop off round where I ask a question uh, or a um, make up, bring up a trending topic. And each co-host will provide a reaction in 30 seconds or less. 
All right. Uh, so tonight we are starting with Marquita. Marquita, this is your first pop-off round here. Oh, gosh. Give me a good one. <laughs> All right. So take a look at this. This is clip number three. All right. Folks, look. The, uh, the survival of our, our planet is on the ballot. And that sounds like hyperbole, but it genuinely is. Well, I tell you what, the thing that we found out, and everybody found out, there's not a lot of total t climate deniers anymore after they've seen what happened this year. But guess what? We got a lot to do. Gotta say hi to me. We go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30, but anyway. This woman helped me get an awful lot done. At any rate, but right now, and it's not hyperbole to suggest right now democracy itself is on the ballot. All right. So that was, of course, President Joe Biden. I believe he was at some type of uh, rally or, or, or he's giving some type of speech and he made this joke. Do you think that joke was inappropriate? Why or why not? It was absolutely, what the hell is he talking about? That's number one. First off, it was random. You're talking about, you go from climate change to hay in the crowd. It was weird. To me, it came off as inappropriate, but I will be honest, I didn't watch the speech. I don't know the context prior to or immediately following that. I just happened to see um, that clip pre a, a couple weeks ago when it happened. And I was just like, what, what's happening? Um, it was weird. The fact that people were laughing, I'm like, was his mic low and maybe they didn't hear what he said? I have all kinds of questions about it. Um, yeah, someone should have asked questions about that afterwards and then a narrative or a, a better picture should have been drawn as to what he was referring to and why we at home uh, who may have come across that clip should be okay with that clip because as of right now, I'm not. All right. All right. I want to uh, go to some of the comments we have here. Uh, Ricky Bushrod, he says, like father, like son. Uh, yes, indeed. That's my husband, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. Hi, Mr. Bushrod. And then uh, Tatiana says he is the dirty old man. He is. He is. Uh, we also have Denise. She says very inappropriate from the clip alone. So a lot of people agree. All right. Moving right along to T. So T, uh, this is clip number four. Let's um, take a look at this and then I'd like your uh, response. How would you describe your personal style? I think I'm authentic. I think I give a modern, sexually liberated woman. You'll learn about that later. Okay. All right, so that was Lotto. She's a rapper, a very um, popular rapper right now. And uh, she was, of course, being interviewed by a child reporter. Um, do you think her response was appropriate or inappropriate? Why or why not? It was definitely inappropriate because she was talking to a child. And little does she, I mean, who knows if this, she, it was an interview, so the interview could be an audience of children. So it was definitely inappropriate, but not surprising because this is what they're trying to do. <laughs> they want this sexual liberation for children. And so this, yeah, no, definitely not appropriate. All right. All right. Yeah, I actually agree there, too. Uh, so we are moving right along to Shelly. 
Uh, so I, this is a question. So Shelly, it's mostly men. Ooh, <laughs> it's mostly men who are molesting children and perpetrators of sexual abuse of children. But what role, if any, do you believe women play in these horrible incidents? Okay. Yes, you're right. Mostly it men do are men are the molesters of children. Um, you know, the actual act of doing the molesting, but the women play a role in my never to be humble opinion, in that they allow the children to have access to the men in their lives, even when they know and have um, maybe even gone to court, there has been some legitimacy or legitimate evidence to substantiate the the uh, the abuse. These women, some women, will still allow the children to be in the presence or have uh, access to these men who are abusing them. I think they are certainly equally, at least very close on par with uh, facilitating the abuse. All right, all right, uh, yeah. All right, we're moving right along to the next one, uh, Colleen. So uh, this is clip number five. Take a look and then I'd like your response. Right now, the best thing that we can do for our economy is to have comprehensive immigration reform. We have a shortage of workers in our country, and you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these immigrants up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. I swear she's on cocaine, dude. She's got to be on drugs. I would be willing to say that is probably the most authentic, authentic Nancy Pelosi has ever been in her entire career. Just straight up coming out and saying how she really feels about Latino immigrants. And it's crazy how she also identifies the word immigrant with only Hispanics and Latinos as if there aren't any other immigrants coming from any other part of the world. But she views it as that because they're the ones that pick crops. All right. Uh, so I wanted to get your response, not so much to the gentleman, but to Nancy Pelosi. Basically saying she didn't even kind of just, just well, what are your what are your thoughts on what she said? Um, whenever there's some kind of gaffe like that, I always think, what if Trump said that? You know? So that's always my first thought is wow, imagine if Trump said something like that. And then my second thought is, no, we do not want illegal immigrants in Florida. Please, they can leave. That's fine. I stand beside my governor on that decision. Please, no. Sorry. All right. All right. Uh, moving right along to Yana. Uh, so Yana, please take a look at this. This is clip number six. Oh, this is not a video I want to make. Um, and it's kind of hard to make because as I'm watching myself, I see um, what I'm going to say, which is I have been diagnosed with Bell's palsy which is paralysis on one side of the face. For me, it's uh, this side here, the left, obviously. Um, so I got it about two weeks after getting my vaccine and I had a rough go with the vaccine um, and I guess still am, but I have to say that I would do it again because it's what we have to do to see people. So, um, I don't know why I'm making this video, but here's my word smile. 
So my question to you on that, Yana, is do you agree with what she said that the va- the mandated vaccines is what we all have to do? Uh, do you agree with that concept? Why or why not? Yeah, I feel really sorry for her. That That's just awful. And the fact that she is saying she's going to do it again. Like, that is insane. And somebody, it's like, it's a religion to these people. You know, they called branch Covidians. And it's a real, you know, it becomes like a religion. There we should, I have to do it. It's, it's I gotta sacrifice myself. And uh, yeah, it's, it's absolutely nuts. And I feel really sorry for her. She looks miserable. Yeah, yeah, she did. I'm sorry. I'm probably a terrible person. I laughed till I cried when I saw this video. Oh. I, oh, mean, I, I mean, I have it for her. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm left with this and the life. fact that she doesn't even real like she can yeah. do. Go, I'm gonna do it again. So like, how's her face is gonna look? Like, what is gonna happen? Like, an arm is gonna grow out of her neck. I'll do it again. I'm gonna do it again. I, just, I don't know. All right. Uh, so we have that was our pop off round. Uh, join the conversation by leaving a comment on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We will check the comments periodically throughout the show. Do you have a question that you'd like have to, that you'd like to hear answered by one of the co-hosts? Email me, KJ McKenzie at MetroConservativeMedia.com. We will ask the co-hosts your question during our next pop-off. All right, so we are moving right along to Russia. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, this is our next topic. Uh, so basically, I want to talk about uh, what's going on in Russia. So according to Reuters, Russian President Vladimir Putin said the United States had created a precedent by using nuclear weapons against Japan at the end of World War II in a speech on Friday. Fears of nuclear war have grown since Putin said last week he was not bluffing when he said Russia was prepared to use nuclear weapons to defend its territory. He announced on Friday that Russia was annexing four regions of Ukraine that it continues to occupy and Russia will use all the power and all the means, that's in quotes, at its disposal to defend its new lands from attacks by the West or Ukraine. So. According to the Washington Post, President Putin's declaration signals the onset of a new and dangerous phase in the seven-month war, one that Western officials and analysts fear could escalate to the use of nuclear weapons for the first time in 77 years. So my question to you ladies is what do you think will happen if Ukraine moves into these territories? Uh, I want to start off with you, Yana. Well, Ukraine is already in those territories. Uh, so well, the, just the annex. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're there. Um, there, is, there are parts of those territories uh, that Russia doesn't have full control over. And uh, so they are there and the fighting continues. And it's only going to get, um, it's going to intensify because... Uh, Russia just mobilized 300,000 people. So in order to drive the Ukrainian forces 
the military forces out of those regions. All right. I want to get your thoughts, uh, Shelly, on this. What do you think happens next? Uh, if, if you know, this, this annexation has gone on and if Ukraine says they want these territories back. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start from the beginning a little bit. I think it's wrong and evil that Putin is even there with the Russia military, number one. Number two, I do agree with Yana. It's going to get worse and more innocent people are going to die because of this egomaniac who happens to be, yes, a masculine type A, but more people are going to die because he invaded a country unprovoked. It's going to get worse for the Ukrainian military. Yeah, it is. It's going to get worse for the innocent people of Ukraine and their military. Of course they have a military. Of course their military is going to try to fight back to save themselves and protect themselves. Of course people are going to die, but so are innocent civilians going to die as well and be displaced like they have been the last seven months. Well, we want to get into it. I want to get everyone's opinion first to go around and we definitely want to uh, talk about it. Uh, I'll I'll move on to you. what are your thoughts on this? What do you think happens next? Definitely. Um, uh, Putin is is definitely not the type of person you want to mess with or he doesn't want to lose. So he'll do whatever he needs to do to win. And even if that means the next level, the level that we've all been fearing, because all it takes is for him to lose. And he is losing. So uh, I, I fear what's next. All right. Uh, what are your thoughts, Colleen, on this? Are, are you rooting for Putin? Uh, what do you think of that? <laughs> rooting for Putin? No, I root for America all day, every day. So I just want to make that clear. But I certainly don't vote. I don't root for Ukraine or Russia because it's the same people that want us to jump into this predicament overseas over in like the, literally the other side of the world that they want us to get involved in this and they watched people fall off of planes in Afghanistan and said that we shouldn't have been there in the first place but they want us to go all the way over there and get involved in a conflict that we have no business we don't even know much about we literally aren't even told what Putin says much of his speeches actually a lot of Americans would probably want to hear what he has to say because I I'm actually kind of relaxed by the fact that in his speech, in the parts that have been translated to me, that he understands that not everybody is down with this radical leftist crazy stuff that's going on here. So that gives me peace knowing that he probably realizes that the American people themselves aren't his enemies. So hopefully we won't get nuked. But I'm just saying that I don't want to get in any more of a proxy war that we're already in. We shouldn't be in it at all with Putin. I don't want to be in, involved in any conflict with him whatsoever. Okay. So. All right. Uh, moving right along. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Marquita? Uh, do you, what do you think will happen next? Oh, I mean, the consensus, I, I absolutely agree with. It's going to get worse. Um, and it's very unfortunate. Um, I, too, am concerned with what's going to happen over here in America. I do agree that there are a lot of innocent people over there. Um, regardless of of which country, we all need to honestly get on our knees and pray for this one, because this is a lot. This is a lot going on. There's a potential for a lot of people to be hurt. America, as usual, we've kind of nestled our way into it. Um, And I think we're honestly, we're just going to go along for the ride at this point. Um, So I'm I'm hoping for the best, um, but also, you know, we have to be cautious and, and recognize that there's an absolute chance that things can go awry very quickly. All right. Why are we 
funding this. Like this, like like Colleen said, this isn't even our business. Like, and so you know, he's gonna say, oh well, well, well I, a lot I, of our money, I'm a lot of American money goes there, so it is our business. Well, I think that one day we'll find out a lot of money was laundered. A lot of a lot of Americans and a lot of oligarchs over there are gonna be a lot richer after this, and we're over exactly. here hurting for it. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah I, I would like to say, look, to, to Colleen's point, um, as a veteran, and again, I'm not saying that I, I'm General Schwarzkopf, I don't have any Pentagon secrets, okay? But as a veteran and as an American, I am split. I don't want any American having to go over there and lose his or her life, particularly needlessly, okay? But as an American, I can also say this, Putin was wrong to invade a, a country unprovoked. Two things can happen at once. We can, these two things seemingly contradictory can happen at once. And I certainly don't want America to be Putin's pussy that we have to be, oh my gosh, he has newts. And we have to walk tepidly and not say what we really think and believe to know it's right. So uh, can I respond to that, please? Oh, sure. Yeah. So the thing is that we keep hearing, especially from very liberal media that Putin has invaded uh, a sovereign nation. Like it's it's been repeated so many times that nobody wants to really research and find out what really has been going on. And I'm not saying I'm not saying Shelley. I'm not saying you have to agree with what is going on there. But it's important to to be honest. And and here we talk about the truth. Because I don't agree does not mean I'm not being honest, okay? No, and I'm yes, saying to be honest saying about every single point. Because he was unprovoked. I will keep using that word. Well, I want to just start off with Okay, this. well, I mean, you yeah, can yell at me yeah. all you want. I mean, if you don't want me to speak, I'm not going to speak. No, no. I but if you would like that's me your choice to, too. you know, elaborate. That's your choice too, you don't speak. No, that's you're your yelling you at speak. me. Uh, uh, well, I want to give Yana a chance. You what Yana has to say for sure. If, right. if I can't speak, I mean, this is what happens to every news organization. Donna, don't tell me that stuff about you not being able to speak. Don't play that on me. Go ahead and talk. If you're going to talk, talk. No, no, no. Don't tell me what not to say. Okay. If you're going to talk, talk. If you're going to talk, talk. You're you're going to talk, talk. And so right, am I. Yana, go ahead and speak. So, Yana, um, we don't have a lot I mean, of first of all, I do have I, to say, this right, is, this is what... Um, uh, what every person right now, people who have an, I guess, an opposing perspective or more, I guess, you know, they want to explain, at least explain a Russian perspective. They are banned, gagged, uh, you know, they, they're pl deplatformed. So we talk on this platform. We have talked about this issue before. Well, one thing, have... before you go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, we don't have a lot of time. What I'd like you to get to is what do you, how do you feel that Russia did not invade a sovereign That's country? not how I feel. So oh. that's not... No, I mean, how, can you explain what that, what, what okay. your stance on that? So, yeah. I mean, this is a big topic, so it's, it's difficult to, you know, do it in a couple of seconds, but the war has started. I mean, I don't know if anybody knows about the illegal coup in Ukraine in 2014, where the elected president was uh, deposed. He, he had to flee. And another person was put in place in, um, in Ukraine without a vote of the people. Now, people in the East Ukraine 
did not agree with what happened. And in fact, and just so you know, West, Western Europe, the US, Obama at the time, they supported the coup with a lot of money. So the East Ukraine did not agree with this and they proclaimed their independence from the rest of Ukraine. And in fact, you, the UN, they allow for something like this, like the, in the UN mandates or like the rules, there's a, such a thing as self-governance. And they have asked for that from Ukraine, but that didn't happen. They wanted to be uh, basically independent and they began to be shelled by Ukraine. Now, later, an agreement was signed between the Ukrainian government, that part of Ukraine, Russia, and well, not Russia, Russia was an observer who was a guarantor that basically those agreements would be um, abided by. And there was Germany and also France. And so what has happened is that Ukraine so did not abide by the agreements. One was to stop shelling and to allow them to have autonomous status. If they could have autonomous status, then they would be within Ukraine. Zelensky himself, he said that he's not going to abide by the agreement that he, the pre, uh, previous Ukrainian president has signed. And they continue to shell that part of Ukraine. That was going on of this year in February of this year. Now, at that point, Russia said, well, you broke the agreement. We were the guarantors that, you're agree that you will abide. Since you're not abiding, we're coming and we're going to protect those republics who have uh, proclaimed their independence. So, and they were welcomed. And I don't know why nobody mentioned that they just had a referendum in actually more regions be besides those two. And majority of people voted to be part of Russia because, may, I mean, most people there, they're just terrified of what would happen if Russian forces leave. So, so, I mean, you don't have to agree. You do not have to agree with politics or policies, but at least you have to look at the other perspective and not sacrifice the people that are involved in that conflict. Okay. I agree. I, also, I, agree. Can I, also say, I have to say something because Shelly was like, oh, we're all scared of Putin. Um, Joe Biden is in charge. Do you understand if we were to get nuked, like... <laughs> Yeah, I do what? understand that. And that's why I say as an American, like, I don't even want Americans that. having to go over there and to be involved needlessly killed. That's why right. I say I did We're say that. But at the second. same time, at the same second, time as an American, I do not want us again to be Putin's pussy as if we are going right. to be just walking around. So what are we going to do until 2024? I want to ask one moment, please. I would like to for Shelly to respond to what Yana said. So did firstly, did you know that to be the case? And if so, do you still believe that uh yeah, so some, some of what Yana said, I'm not saying she's lying or not telling the truth. That's some history there. But again, that what happened in Ukraine was within Ukraine's borders with certain regions that were back and forth with the factions with Russia. But that was in 2016 when when the uh the president was uh elected or overthrown, but he waited what seven years to bomb them in February of 2022 because of that. No, 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 no. he bombed them. I will keep using the word. Until, I will keep no, no, using no, the 
Kelly, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. No, no, no. 14 and 15, they were shelling. Then they signed the agreement. Then they continued. Uh, okay. Right. And, and he waited until 2020. What were you saying? Go ahead, Yana. That's all I'm saying is that, no, he didn't wait. There was shelling going on throughout this time, not just in 2022. I'm just saying that it happened even in 2022. Okay. Okay. Now, talking about the borders, can I just mention something about the borders? I always talk about Marxism and uh, communism and how I do, I dislike, I, I hate it. Okay. That's the, uh, the philosophy that destroyed that nearly destroyed Russia and Russian culture, okay? So those borders were drawn by Lenin, by communists, in order to give a semblance of a republic to the region of Ukraine. It was, how can I possibly support? There's a, there's a, a village on the border of Russia and Ukraine where a border comes through the village. That village was created in 1800s. They didn't find out that there's a border until like 1990s. They didn't even know that there was a border. And who was it? The Bolsheviks who created the Russian Revolution, mm -hmm. they drew those borders and other borders too. Also, exactly. Also, how about, uh, I, I grew up in, in uh, the, the way that the Republic separated, that's also very questionable, how they became you know, independent or uh, how they became uh, sovereign. Where I grew up in Belarus, there was no referendum to separate from the rest of, you know, what was Russia. There was no referendum. They just decided for everybody. So how can I possibly support those borders where now we have we had a referendum that people spoke? So why can't we support democracy? Don't we support democracy? So that's what I want to get to. So what do you want to see happen here? What do you want to see happen? Ukraine to uh, to give in? What, what do you want to see happen with this? Well, they voted. They voted on it. But now, we, what do you want to see happen on this? We'll end on this. Uh, I mean, happen to what? Happen in this region. What do you want? It's to all see? a business. It's all a business at the end of the day. So we well, we, I want peace. I want peace in, in that region. I want peace in the entire Ukraine. I don't want to, I don't want to see uh, any of these soldiers going over there. It breaks my heart. But and you, you know it's a civil war. Do you think Ukraine should should go ahead and honor Russia's uh, demands and 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 end they, this? No, not Russia's demands. The people of East Ukraine who voted. The, yes, those people have been asking for it since to, uh, 2014, since the illegal coup. All right. Uh, any last thoughts? What What do you want to see happen here, Shelley? How is this supposed to end? Um, sadly, I think it's going to end again, as I started off by saying more innocent people, military included, of course, they're not civilians, but more innocent people are going to die needlessly. I don't think I think from the beginning, Putin was wrong to have invaded. I will keep using that word on purpose and, and intentionally. So that's what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to get worse way before it gets better. All right. Last thoughts, Colleen. What do you think is going to happen here? What do you want to see happen? I should say. I don't want to give any more money to Ukraine. I don't want to be involved in a proxy war with them anymore. I want us to completely stop funding it. All right. Uh, T, T, what are your thoughts? What do you want to see happen here? 
I second what Colleen says. I mean, it's not our business. We have that money that we gave to to Ukraine. We could have done a lot over here for our own for our own citizens. So, yeah. All right, Marquita, what do you want to see happen here? Oh, you're muted. Excuse me, sorry. Colleen summed it up. Stop funding. Stop funding. Um, and I think a lot that now Yana was talking a lot of facts, though. I will say that. Um, I think there's a lot of information that maybe the public still doesn't even know about it. So I think all those things have to be put into consideration as well. All right. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. did, you all get the, did you get the latest? Oh, uh, no. Biden's been hospitalized. Oh, no, I didn't hear really? <clears throat> He couldn't stop <clears throat> Putin. You know what? All right. On that note, we will move on. Uh, this is definitely a complicated situation. We are here in the U.S., so we're just getting the news that's basically put out by the mainstream media. Right. There's also independent news that uh, we can definitely look into. But again, who knows? I mean, I don't, I don't really know what's going on. It's, you know, again, but we'll continue to follow this story. Thank you so much for your. Uh, your 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 uh, commentary, Yana, from being and living over there, and then it's nice to get a perspective from Shelly, who was in the military. Uh, so again, join the conversation by leaving a comment on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. We will check the comments periodically throughout the show. Also, subscribe, subscribe to our social media so you always know when we post new content. Check us out on our website at www.metroconservativemedia.com for up-to-date information. We are a necessary voice in news and entertainment. All right, ladies, we are moving on to our final topic of the night, Kamala Harris. All right, so uh, take a look at this clip. This is a clip oh, we have God. here, and I will discuss it. It is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and, and impacted by, by issues that are not of their own making. And, and so women. we, absolutely. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we, we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity, understanding not everyone starts out at the same place. And if we want people to be in an equal place, sometimes we have to take into account those disparities um, and, and do that work. All right, so I want to really get into this because what she said, and I want to repeat it, uh, it, basically she's saying we need to take, she said we need to fight for, I'm sorry, we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity. That is the line that I want us to really dig into tonight because she has made a point in notating the difference between 
equality and equity. So I want to pose this question to you first. What's the difference between fighting for equality versus fighting for equity? Now, firstly, I want to talk about how this how this looks in the law. So if we look at the law, it means equal equal justice under the law becomes equitable justice under judges. Their decisions are driven by judges' personal perceptions about litigants' lived experience, their assessment of how groups or classes should be situated or reconfigured, and their agenda for how society should be rearranged. So in short, this is not law at all. It's politics. It rejects the Declaration of Independence principle that all men are created equal and that government's purpose is to secure certain inalienable rights of individuals. It abandons the Constitution's principle noted above what I said earlier about equal protection of the laws. And in fact, it is incompatible with the very notion of individual rights. So I want you guys, what do you think about that concept, what she said? It's not about equality, it's about equity. I want to start with you, Shelley. And this is what she's talking about as far as delivering disaster funds due to Hurricane E. Right. So, of course, real short, equality basically has to do with opportunities. Equity has to do with outcome. There is no, there has been no uh, evidence, data at all that anyone, government included, can guarantee outcomes okay certainly not based on race when the same governments have used race against the people that they are talking about that they're protecting look i had this quote that i uh, or this saying that i put on my facebook page progressive policies pulverize the people they purport to protect okay this is what's happening Kamala Harris is is really she's trying to mince the words making trying to make sense which we know she rarely does but this is not you cannot guarantee outcomes and certainly not based on race all right uh, i want to move on to you yana what are your thoughts on this this idea of equity versus equality what do you especially about delivering funds to people who have been devastated by the hurricane well first of all every time i look at kamala i'm like who she reminds me of like a type of person and now that it kind of came to me, she 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 looks like a a liberal public school social worker. Like I don't know, <laughs> she has that mannerism, like uh, something like we we uh, not everyone starts out the same, right? <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, like, what is she, what she say? Giving resources based on equity. How is she going to decide based how? Like, equity, like, are you going to look at the person's income? Are you going to, like, go through their, you know, what, what they have, what they don't have? I mean, is that what you're going to do? You're going to bring, like, more bureaucracy? Or is it just going to be, like, race-based? And which is, like, that's going to overlook a lot of people who's going to need resources. Yeah. I, I want to talk, get your point on this, T. Uh, T. You're from Florida, so I'm sure you have, uh, you know, experienced hurricanes in the past. Is this the right way to go about it? Uh, talking about equity versus equality and in de in delivering disaster funds? Well, first, since everyone gave a disclaimer, 
I want to say that this administration is probably, they talk about Trump, but this administration is probably the most incompetent administration ever. <laughs> they they can't articulate anything to where people can understand it. And, and, and I think that this is bigger than Hurricane Ian. They're using Hurricane Ian to um, push this equity ag agenda, uh, which ultimately it doesn't help the people that they're really trying to, that think they're trying to help. So, um, yeah, it's bigger than Hurricane Ian. And this, it, it doesn't make sense, whatever she's saying, equity versus equality. I mean, I get what they're saying, but, but they're, that means that they're oppressing these people. <laughs> they're still saying that, oh, you're lower than everyone. You're lower than thou. So we're going to do some things or create these things to make you feel better about yourself. It's still crumbs. And they accept crumbs. They're appeased by crumbs. So it's not fair. And if you really look look at look at it, they're not helping. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on this, Colleen? You just moved to Florida. You didn't get, you didn't get any of the effects of Hurricane Ian. But is this the right way to go? As Kamala Harris states, to use equity in delivering disaster funds versus equality. No, I think it's so wrong. And I mean, I'm really glad that. Ron DeSantis is so competent and that like all the local leaders are working with him um, just because they really have done a great job with the cleanup and the response and everything with this disaster. So, I mean, there's also a lot of animosity towards Ron DeSantis from the Biden administration. So I don't think that they were expecting any kind of help from the federal government. Uh, like that's why they were pretty quick to do the Florida disaster fund and everything like because... Democrats are like that. They're like, oh, well, we'll see who needs the money first. So they're like, okay, here's the link for the Florida Disaster Fund. We have a budget surplus and everything still. But I mean, I think they kind of expect Kamala Harris and Joe Biden to do something like this whenever there's a crisis. All right. Marquita, what are your thoughts on this idea of equity versus equality? Well, first off, let me say this. There were people in certain areas of Florida that literally lost everything. If I've lost everything, regardless of what I had previously, and you've lost everything, regardless of what you have previously, we're in the same boat. So I'm not really sure. We're comparing apples, apples and apples at this point. We, we've all lost everything. Is it fair? Absolutely not. We need to go, whatever they would normally do in this process when people have lost things, continue to do that process. What is she going around and doing a survey? to say, oh, well, what did you have beforehand? And what did you have? Oh, okay, you move up or you move down. It's absolutely absurd and idiotic to even um, mention this on a platform, in my, in my honest opinion. It's a little bit embarrassing. People out here need help. Does that mean that so-and-so across the street gets water before I do because he had less than me or vice versa? It's absolutely absurd. So no, I don't, I don't agree with it at all. Um, I think whatever we were previously doing, we need to go back to doing that. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's Marxism. Well, that's what I want to talk about, because it was Karl Marx who said, from each according to his ability to each according, according to his to means. means. Mm -hmm. So this is exactly what Kamala Harris and the Biden administration and the left are pushing. You know, it's no longer, you know, it's based on your ability. Uh, it's it's based on your need, and that does not make any sense. And it, again, it go it points to the outcomes versus treating everyone the same. Right. Uh, I, I want to get you guys this thought. I mean, when you think about it, because it makes me think about sports. 
you know, my son, he plays soccer. But when you think about, and he's very competitive, um, you know, he's pretty good for, for you know, he's actually really good. And um, when you think about a sports team, there's very levels of play. So if we apply this idea of equity as they want to apply to everything, to, to these teams, it basically means everybody plays all the time, meaning no matter your skill level, everybody makes the team. And if you are less athletic than someone else, you will be given assistance so you can be just as good as the more skilled place players. But what happens if with all the assistance given to you, you still aren't good or as good as the most skilled player? What happens in situations like this when they do all they can trying to do this, this uh, restitution or, or go back from day years and centuries on by and saying these people were oppressed and so they're doing everything they can with this certain p- p- people and it still is not enough. What happens is what we see happening today. People get trophies no matter what, whether you win or lose, you get the trophies. And not only that, in a lot of schools, uh, particularly out public schools at, at least, and some Ivy League colleges even, the standards are reduced. Right. Even in medical schools now, talking about medical schools and uh, pilot uh, airplane pilot schools. Now, I forget which company, which airline, but now the standard is going to be, oh, because of equity, it's not going to be based on primarily your skill as a pilot, no less. It's going to be based on because they want to make sure they have the right number of women or the right number of black people, or the right number of whatever other group. Not so, damn it, when we get on a plane, I mean, we are, it's already a risk inherent just in flying, period, right? But now it's going to be based on whether or not you're the right gender or, or the right skin color, whether or not you sit in the pilot seat. Not so, the skill, so in short. In short, the most skilled get held back. The most yeah, it makes people it makes people lazy. Ultimately, you know, you don't have to do the work really because you know you can check those boxes and get the same yeah. benefits that everyone else gets. So it makes you lazy. It's Just filling like a quota. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and but but what I want to ask you all when people talk about this concept of equity, like Kamala Harris, a lot of people support this idea. Because it sounds good. I mean, when you talk about, you know, telling someone that, okay, you know, you've been having a rough time for the past several years, your family, generation after generation, you guys have just not been able to do well. So because of that, I'm going to do a little bit more for you to get you where you need to go. Uh, and, And I'm not going to do this for this other person, this other business. I'm going to do it for you. I mean, what's wrong with that concept? This is basically what equity is. What's, well, what's wrong with that? That's that. That's what I said originally. It adds a lot of extra work. I mean, we can try to, but that's what that's where bureaucracy comes from. I mean, the problem is that whenever when I hear it, or you know, when people we hear it, like we we just have a question: How, What is it going to be based on? So if it's based on uh, ideal mm-hmm. of race, then that's okay. racism. You know, you can't judge someone. You know, you can't know what the person's background is just based on their race. But if you want to do it, you know, based on real information, that that just adds more and more work and you know more government employees you know getting through like everybody's income i mean that's basically like what they do with like sliding scale for you know prices to to get services 
but you, you have to prove that you know you uh, you know you qualify for you know more assistance or cheaper rate or something like that. But that's what happened in in the uh, socialist system. It, it, it adds a lot, a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of work. You know, extra um, tax money is going to go into looking into that information to make sure that everything, everything is equitable. Right. Yeah, and and, and and oh, go ahead. Oh, I thought you were, <laughs> I'm here to echo. And what I was going to say is, not only does it add to the bureaucracy, but we see that it adds money. You have to pay for all these people. Now they got DEI and inclusive uh, officers and all the companies and government, and all this stuff. What does it do? What does it mean? Nothing. It does nothing. It does nothing for the people. Again, the policies pulverize the people it purports to protect. The same people, the same groups of people have not gotten any richer. They certainly haven't really gotten smarter. Look at our education system, right? Mm -hmm. But the people in power, the people making these decisions certainly benefit from it. They're the ones who retain their power because they make these empty promises. And of course, the people who think that they're getting something, believe it. And this, this cycle just perpetuates itself. So how You are spot on with that, Shelly, spot on. Yeah, but how do we get through to people that this is not a good way? This is the, this is the question I have, because again, when you look at it on face value, people are excited about this idea. I mean, all, and this is like the buzzword, equity, 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 all through Baltimore, Biden, that's the first word that falls off. Companies, they have all these affinity groups and these different side groups that try to protect this DEI and B and, and, and minority groups and all these things. It's just crazy, like delusionally crazy. Yeah, it is. It's, I mean, they do have a lot of it going on right now. What would you say to someone that is saying, what's wrong with, you know, man, I've been having a hard time. For the last several years, um, you know, it was due to, uh, I don't know, uh, discrimination in housing. You know, how that's the first thing most people say, especially African-Americans. They talk about how, uh, you know, back in the 60s, I believe, uh, how uh, black people were not given loans for housing. They were not able to build uh, generational wealth uh, because of these uh, discriminatory practices in housing. So this equity is about putting us where we were, should be if it wasn't for this discrimination. I would, let me take an attempt at that. The same, the same class or the same types of people who say these things, right? Talking about the 60s. Why is it always seemingly, at least, the African-Americans, the black people who are at the low end of these being the recipients? We still haven't gotten any better. And the same people who are telling us that, hey, you know, we're making this restorative justice and we're doing these equity programs. They look like us, but yet we're not getting any further. I don't know how you reach people. I don't know how you reach people unless the person, the people themselves have a desire to want to, to want to change. So they have to come with, within. I don't know how to do it. I don't have an answer, but it is one of the perennial questions and frustrations that, that may, may keep me up at night. And hmm. injustice, sorry. I was just going to add to that. Injustice happens to a lot of people. 
and to our you know grandparents and parents and how about people who came from other countries who have experienced injustice in other countries should they also be included in extra assistance i mean who whose fault is that like who is going to be constantly uh re repaying some sort of injustice that has happened to people i just want to add on to shelly's point that is a mental um mind shift that needs to occur and it needs to happen i know what needs to happen in the uh african-american community i can't speak for all the communities but i know in that one in ours absolutely it needs to happen when you have been conditioned to take the crumbs that have been given to you for as long as you've allowed you've allowed yourself to take them and you think oh that's just enough it's, it's not enough for me to say i have nothing but just enough to where i don't have to want or do extra for myself that is a personal thing these people have been conditioned to think that that's okay. So it's, as my husband would say, it's a have and a have not society. I have not, the government's gonna give to me, I'm gonna take what I can get and I'm gonna sit back and be a couch potato. Now, if you're doing that, mental mind shift needs to happen. And until then, I think we'll be stuck on this hamster wheel of doom that we've continued to be on. And that's why you have things like generational um, educational gaps, you have generational welfare, generational being on some form of assistance, I think things have to change. Now, if you're disabled, I'm not talking about you. You're disabled, you have an ailment, a, a mental, there's some issues, no. But if you are able to get out there and do more for yourself and you choose not to, that is your problem and that is your fault. So until that happens, we're gonna be stuck in a rut. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, um, we are at the end of our time tonight. I wanna go through final thoughts. Uh, you know, just um, I want to ask for each of you to just provide a final thought uh, based on a theme of the show or something that we've talked about tonight. How would you how would you like to leave? What would you like to leave the audience with uh, for the end of the show? A, a theme or a thought? Uh, I'll start with you, Yana. Um, hmm. <laughs> I mean, we talked about a lot of, con I mean, it's controversial issues. So uh, when you have a controversial issue, just um, look into it, do your research, uh, regardless of, you know, we talked about equity, what does that really mean, you know, foreign policy, what is really going on, and make your own decisions. So I think that's great that we, we have this platform, you know, we, we, we are al allowed to speak, still so that's uh just be grateful that we we have that and that the audience has this opportunity all right uh i'll go with you shelly what are your final thoughts for tonight's uh tonight's program what would you like to leave the audience with based off of something that we've spoke about tonight i'm going to um quote this famous line from this movie i think it was school days wake up wake up Government is rarely, if ever, the answer. We are, we have, we have been endowed by our creator, right? With these inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And we have been created in the, uh, wonderfully created, okay? That's what, we, so we have within our abilities and capabilities to do the things that we need to do. Of course, there are always going to be exceptions. There are going to be people and circumstances that require maybe a little bit more attention, uh, a little bit more of whatever. But that should not be the main and the majority. Government is rarely, if ever, the answer and certainly not the only answer. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, last thoughts for you, Colleen. Uh, final thoughts for tonight. What, what would you like to leave the audience with for a final thought? Um, I'm I'm very America first. So when I'm finding out that we're sending money overseas, I'm always going to question it. I'm always going to wonder why. And I mean, I think that there's nothing wrong with asking questions. You're not a Russian Putin sympathizer just because you say, hey, there's some shady stuff going over going on over in Ukraine. So. All right. Uh, T, final thoughts. What would you like to leave the audience with as far as final thoughts from the show tonight? Um, I think just in general for the people who get it and for the people who um, can see what is going on, I think we just need to band together because we're not going to be able to save everyone. So if we get it and we it's it's easier for us to just get together and and create this uh life or lifestyle of um freedom and liberation and peace because it's it's not the world is going to go and do whatever they're going to do they're going to win they're going to win so it's just time for us to just get ourselves together and and get and you know do what we need to do for our for us and our families mm -hmm. all right Marquita, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, your perspective and thoughts were right on. Uh, so thank you so much for joining. What are your final thoughts for tonight's show? And what would you like to leave the audience? Sure. When you want to do better or when you know better, you have to do better. Um, we need to do for ourselves as much as we can, rely on each other when it's necessary, but relying on government is not necessarily always the best answer. Um, so if we want more out of life, if we're, if we're concerned with equity and equality, we have to go out there and, and strive or try to find the resources. Um, and if those resources are not apparent and are not given to all areas equitably, then there is a problem and we need to address those issues um, at, at other you know, various levels. Um, but I, I just want to implore people to do your research. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Know what you want to get out of life and try to strive for it and hang around people who can help you reach your goals. Um, so that would be what I would leave people with. And thank you so much for having me. It was great. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I, I have with most every, everything you all said tonight. Um, and I'll just add that we are in a season of deception. We are in a season of deception. Nothing is as it is, is as it appears to be. And so in order for us in all avenues and, and, and ways of life, in order for us to get ahead and, 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 and thrive, we have to seek truth and knowledge. It is not going to be given to us. If it's something is being given to you, if something is you know, shiny and it looks good and everything looks perfect. It's not. 90% of the time, it's not because truth must be sought. They are hiding the truth. They are hiding knowledge from us. And we have to do our research and really dig into it. I had a conversation with a friend today um, and, you know, we were just discussing you know, the whole COVID-19 and the pandemic. And I brought some things to her attention. And she said to me, I never looked at it that way. I never looked at it that way. And 
I was so, it was actually, the, it brought, it brightened my day because a lot of times, and I'm sure all of us on this show, especially being in my, the minority with, as far as being conservative in Maryland, we get a lot of pushback. We get a lot of pushback and a lot of nasty comments and, and just all kinds of things. This is conservatives all over the country, really, um, mm-hmm. because we are, we don't just take what you say. We want to see the facts. We want to see the numbers. We want to see the research. And that's how we have to be in this season because there is so much deception and evil out there that we have to do it and we have to train our children and our friends and let them know that this is this is a season of deception. And so you have to be vigilant and on it and really dig for the truth and knowledge. And so I'll end it on that. I think that's pretty much what we've all been saying. It's kind of been the theme throughout our topics tonight as well. Um, You know, with this equity and equality, look into it with, uh, you know, what we talked about with the Russia, the Russia situation. Look into it, do your own research. And similarly, when we talk about this cultural appropriation, which is kind of like the trend to say it's cultural appropriation, Look into it and really dig and and for yourself. Don't just go off what somebody's telling you. So again, until next time, thank you guys for watching. Thank you, our audience, for sticking with us throughout the show tonight. Uh, Continue the conversation by checking us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And subscribe. That way you get up-to-the-minute content when we post. And we appreciate the support. We are an independent media, and each time you subscribe, it helps make our voice that much stronger. We are a necessary voice in news and entertainment, so check us out on our website at www.metroconservativemedia.com. We have some really big news coming up for you guys. Um, We are excited about an announcement that we are planning to make uh, within the next couple of weeks, I should say. So please continue to follow us and stay tuned. Uh, We look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, count your blessings and live a life of purpose. Good night. Good night.